This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was once making some peppermint tea in my luxury mansion in the British Isles. When I burnt my hand quite badly on the stove, it was a gruesome sight, skin peeling off the bone and bubbles on what was left. The ambulance driver said, if you were a phoenix, your hand would be as good as new. I sued him and he lost his job. But you know what, he was right. From disaster and doom, the phoenix rises, and that's the story of how I have a bionic hand. Today on Sexy Beasts, we talking about dead phoenix. Music. You got that sexy beast. You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness monster? Or are you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago? Oops, says that Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could dare come at me with a Bigfoot dick and Loch Ness Monster pussy? Hey, hey, sexy beast. Hello there, welcome, sir. I believe Phoenix is coming here. Um, hello, welcome to Sexy Beasts, your foray into the menagerie of the unexplained. Every podcast is devoted to a specific creature, cryptid, or monster. We discuss their history, their merits, and using our FEC FEC analysis that will soon probably run its course and we'll get a new grading system. But in the meantime, we rate and review all of these things in our premier crypt that is absolutely stacked up top. And be sure to listen all the way to the end because we have a very exciting freak encounter. This is the part of the show where you send in your spooky stories about a time that you heard something weird. Um, I haven't prepared an intro, so my name is Tony Cantwell. I'm the winner of Goss.ie's uh, Flaming Heart of the Instagram. <sighs> what could I be? What could I be? You do the you do, actually no, you do the intro. Oh, no, <clears throat> I don't know what to say. I know neither do I. Okay. Uh, hey, welcome to Sexy Beasts, uh, your foray into the menagerie of the unexplained. Each week we describe a description of a cryptid. We describe a description <laughs> of a cryptid. <laughs> um, uh, today, it's me, Mark Jago, uh, Gostari's uh, seven hottest bachelors on the face of the sun. This and, was my, what I did last week. And Tony Cantwell has loads of hemorrhoids. Oh I my don't god. <laughs> See, it's not as easy. Yeah, it's I, not. I, I put you on the spot. Um, Mark Jago, it is New Year's Eve, babe. What even day is it? 
it's we're now at that part of Christmas where it's like, is it a Tuesday? Is it a Wednesday? Yeah. All I know is I'm going to the fridge and I'm having a can. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, what we do? I'm so bored. I'll have a can. What do you think of New Year's Eve? It's hit and miss every single time I listen to when it. When has it ever hit? Uh, you, had a, you had a party one year. That was good. Yeah, that that's, it tends to happen in my house. It's literally like I just I just want to stay at my PJs and drink, mm. so I invite everyone around to my house. Sure. Um, last year I was dying sick, so I treated myself to a lovely sixty euro bottle of whiskey. Mm. Uh, sat in my bed and made some hot whiskeys with a kettle beside me. <laughs> with a cowl, <laughs> a kettle. Right. So I brought the kettle in from the kitchen, put it beside my bed. <laughs> just, yeah, I was fucked. Yeah, you yeah. were fucked. You were pretty fucked. Uh, it was a bad time. And didn't even did some people because you were meant to have people over. Didn't some people come over anyway? Yeah. So <laughs> our friends came over and were like, "Let's go out." And I was like wrapped mm-hmm. up in a blanket in my bed, drinking whiskeys. I have faked sick, like I'd say, five years out of the last ten. I've faked sick just to stay at home and do nothing. It's one of the most faked sick holidays, and that sure. comes from the WHO World Health Organization. Who? Yeah. The who? Yeah, exactly. Doctor. The reason we're talking about New Year's is, and because it is obviously New Year's <laughs> Eve, but also, um, what, what is the New Year? The New Year is all about basically self-immolation <laughs> and coming back as a big flaming bird. Yeah. Put, set yourself on fire to rise from the ashes. I prefer my description better. Um, but we are talking about the... Oh! <laughs> Phoenix. Coolest name of anything ever. Yeah. Uh, how do you spell it? Um, this is the most incorrect spelling that I've done in my life. Every time I try and spell it, it gets wrong, goes wrong, mm. and even autocorrects me, even if I spell it right. So I have a P-H-O-E-N-I-X. That's what I would say. Yeah. But that's but that's annoying because it should be Phoenix. Phoenix. It should be the E-O. That's why they have that. Uh, Scroobius Pip has Phoenix shall be spelled P-H-O-E-N-I-X. E O N I X. Yeah. In his in Fuck. his new rules thing, whatever he's done. <laughs> yeah. That's really actually forgot completely about that song. I, I mean, love Scrooby's pick, it's actually good. He's good. But I think yeah, they should change it. And you know what? Hey hey Australia, why don't you put your capital city in fucking Sydney? And hey America, New York's your capital, you idiots. Oh yeah, is this your new rules for the new new year? New rules for the new year. Phoenix is spelt that way, that's Scrooby's Pips one. And uh hey, uh fucking Can- Canberra Shut up. Canberra, what is your New Year's resolution as we play footsie? I want to uh, take on something rather than lose a habit. Mm. Um, because, and I haven't fully thought out what it is yet. I want to learn how to drive. Oh. And I, I'm putting this here now. I am going to run the Dublin Marathon 2019. Whoa. Yeah, big news, big news. If I don't, then you can all unsubscribe. What date is that? It's October next year or something. Okay. Can you do a marathon sooner than that? Well, I want to do the Dublin one. I want to train for it. Because I'm a pretty decent runner. Yeah. You've got your big rubber sole and your laces. <laughs> You're a pretty decent runner. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very cushioned. People don't see... You've never been to the live show. Uh, Jago's a shoe. Yeah. It, like, I'm actually a puppet <laughs> that Tony puts his hand in and uses the top. I do. And then I put it close to my face and he's always trying to... Hey, no tongue. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I'm very soulful. Mm. What's a phoenix? <laughs> Are we at the party already? Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Hit me. <laughs> so I walk up and I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? Doing an Egyptian accent there, Tony. Um, 
the pharaohs. You must not read from the book of Amun-Ra. Okay, and I said, oh, well, it's uh, the largest bird ever recorded with blazing hot... wreaths in blazing hot flames with blue sapphire eyes. <laughs> it lives in a... Why are you saying this to me? <laughs> it lives in a constant cycle of death and rebirth uh, where it will self-immolate sure. and come back alive, renewed with vigor. What do you say to this? Walk like an Egyptian. I would say, sounds like sounds like you've been sounds great. <laughs> sounds great. I'm really interested. Phoenixes are. I'm not going to spoil my cool points, but fucking, I, I love phoenixes. It's always used like uh, as a class or a representation of something cool. You know, it's yeah. always like, oh, what you call your dog? Phoenix. Phoenix. Unreal. Yeah. What you call your cool car? Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. What did you paint on the front of your Firebird? The Phoenix, which is a Firebird. Is the car? It's the car. So basically, the phoenix is a bird that dies, comes back alive. Sure, um, it's uh, it's originally from ancient Egypt. Yeah, but this was it was called something different. It was called Bennu, which was it was. Oh, you fucking Bennu! Yikes! Why? Can you say that? Why not? Okay. What's a Bennu? Uh, I don't know. But how are you? What do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Bennu was supposed to be like the reincarnation of the emperor. You're fucking um, Bennu. The, the, crown that, the crown that the emperor wore was similar to what the Bennu had in its head, like two big feathers that sort of curled over. Right. Um, but then it was sort of co-opted by the Greeks, and the Greeks made it who we are today. Like, So they had, uh, they, had the Fe- they called it the Phoenix, which was Phoenix, F-E-N-I-X, and obviously in ancient Greece. And then like they had a city called Phoenicia, Ah. Um, which was known for its production of dye, which was this purplish reddish dye. Ooh. Which is where the sort of purplish red is wreathed in flames. Um but it's I love I love when there's sort of crossovers between different cultures. That's yeah. so it's this thing has dragon thing vibe all over. It. Yeah. It's so many places to know about this thing. So Russia, Firebird, ancient Firebird. Oh, a Hindu a thing called the Garuda, which is an ancient firebird as well. Garudos, Gar- Garudos. Well, maybe that sort of echoes. Maybe. maybe Chinese Fen Huang. Obviously, didn't pronounce that correctly. Say it again. Fen Huang. I don't know a Fen Huan by the pronunciation of Fen Huang. And Japanese, you'll love this. Ho ho, ho o, h o fada. Japanese fodder. Where was this ho-ho last week when we had Santa on the show? Yeah, actually, yeah. Japanese ho-ho. Um, but ancient Greece says a lot of about it. They say that it's a size, it's the largest bird that was ever recorded. Uh, and our old friend Pliny the Elder. Oh, Pliny, what's, he, here what's now, he up to? Uh, says that I can live up to 500 years or more. And then the or more, I'll go into a bit later, but there's fucking loads of different variations of how long I can live. So let me let me get this straight. There's the bird that's the biggest bird ever, and it's like it can set itself on fire and come back from the dead and live for five hundred years or more. Yeah, but can it fight? No fighting. Yeah, I think can't fight. Uh, large bird ever. Let's say take uh, what we do know. Sure, ostrich. Largest flightless bird. Okay, but what about an albatross? An albatross can. I so I, I took that into consideration, but I think the ostrich is classer. Ostrich is a fucking ostrich. 
No. Ostrich okay. looks like someone's, like, it's a, ostrich looks like someone who's uh, at the airport with a load of their mates, a uh, load of girls, and the one who's standing there is, like, the one who, like, uh, you know you know those kind of mates that you see and they're in the airport, but one is kind of, like, I can, I can feel it. Own. I can feel the joke coming, Tony. Keep going. I'm close. I'm close. Keep going. No, you've, you've mugged me off. You've mugged me off now. So I'm not going to say it. So, I've, luckily... I've done both the ostrich and the albatross in this. What did you do to them? I did them both. And they're in my... I sewed them together so they could fly. Uh, no, the albatross, wing, wingspan of 11 foot across, okay, can reach speeds of up to 60 kilometers an hour flying. Shit. Has a razor sharp beak. Yeah. Only difference is it can't set itself on fire. <laughs> Which is a big... That's a big difference. It's not Phoenix. That's like uh, your thing with the vampire. Like, can I come back to the dead? It's not a vampire. Can it set itself on fire? Not a phoenix. Um, yeah, so the phoenix uh, historically has the power of self-combustion, can act, can change, it can choose when it wants to explode. Well, let me tell you some of the powers that I've found. Obviously, you live to 500 to 1,000 years. Yeah. Can carry, apparently, the, the, the uh, weight of three elephants in its talons. Yeah. It's that big. That's a talent. I don't quite understand. Uh, can control fire. Yeah. Uh, tears can heal any wound. Yeah. Are you on a Harry Potter Wikipedia? <laughs> no. Slytherin. <laughs> uh, feathers can revive the dead. Far too fast and intelligent to catch. That's someone else's opinion that I read online. But also, if you think of this thing in the theater of screams, mm. okay, this thing has can adapt to the air, has a massive protrude, uh, protruding beak, uh, claws that can retract, enhanced agility, enhanced balance, endurance, lung capacity, senses, reflexes, reflexes. Reflex is the lowly chat. <laughs> you're, you're mugging me off. Proper. Sorry. Fire manipulation, fire armor, fire aura, fire mimicry, fire breath, healing tears, regenerative healing factor, self-resurrection. Self-immortality, cosmic fire manipulation. It is. A, it's, it will be a war of attrition. You cannot win against the Phoenix. If you beat the Phoenix, it can just come back alive, you know? Yeah. So, and as we all established in the rules of the Tier 2 Screams, it's not over till the Phoenix is dead. This thing, I think, can jack it at Kraken. Yeah. Like, imagine it was fighting a Kraken. Kraken fucked it up. Just wait a little while, it's back, and mm. it can try a different tactic. And apparently it's very smart as well. Now, I did read some of its limitations. Yeah. Um, they're a bit shit, as in they're not very good limitations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them is, might need time to resurrect. Uh, one is, may need to focus to change back from not being on fire. <laughs> and, the, and then the other one is, could burn something uh, that it didn't mean to burn. So... Like in a fighting, that's pretty good. But I love the fact not turn, not being distracted enough to turn back. Like, don't write that down. Like that's like I get when you have your IGN, you know, reviews, yeah, and you have yeah, to give have some to, negatives like, or whatever. To, you can't give a ten; you have to give a nine. You know, well, but like you also have to have something being like, yeah, it has this, this, and this. But it's, but also, you know, maybe campaigns a little too short. But this is like limitations. Well, I suppose it could burn something it didn't mean to. Yeah. After a hard day of fighting, and the terror screams, it goes back to its wife and just burns at dinner. And I could do this thing can fuck you up okay yeah. new year new me new fighting what does that mean I don't know <laughs> I'm gonna fight you after this please don't do that do you know what the last two episodes should be me and you 
<laughs> we should, me and you. Yeah, should be like forty eight should be or the forty nine should be me and like fifty should be you. I'll take that. Let's Fuck, do that. I should have done the way around. Yeah. Like, does he exist? No. And I just disappear. <laughs> Boof. The rest of the episode is me. It's well, evidence is going to be 10. Uh, it'll be a fighting and cool factor that'll make it interesting. I'll just go to fucking Phoenix Park and fight a deer. And I then think you I'm, can just record it and put it up. I think you probably beat me in a fight, but I think I'm cooler than you. Fuck, that's... I don't know how to take that. I, I, I take the fighting out pretty... But because you can fight me, does that make you cooler than me? Yeah. I'll stand above you with my leather jacket on and be like, hey... Mm. Hey, you've been in more fights than me, uh, yeah. you know, and I'm cooler. Uh, I give this a fighting of 10. Uh, fighting 10 and fighting of 9. Ooh. Because, like, think about it. Would this fight... You said it could beat the Kraken. Would this beat Santa, though? Because of that last week's episode. Last week's, okay. Um, so this thing definitely relies on Heath. <laughs> Fuck. Heat, heat, heat cliff Heat leisure <laughs> heat, le- heat leisure Definitely rise on heat To sort of um, Reconstitute itself um, So If Santa was there He could make it North Pole instantly Teleport us to the North Pole Yeah but this thing like Isn't on fire all the time It's also just a massive Fucking bird That's indestructible And can live forever mm. Do you know what I'll give you a 10 Yay We're giving everything a 10 you, This is a real it. war of attrition Me Convincing you the last two weeks, as in <laughs> it actually was very easy. But is it, look, does this thing actually come on? Hang on, everyone, shut up for a second. Does this thing even exist? Actually, do you know what? Sorry, we're actually going to take a bit of a break right now, and we're going to actually listen to a few other sexy beasts here on the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm Connor Reed, and this is Words to That Effect. A literary podcast of the curious, the intriguing, and the unexplored. With in-depth research and expert guests, I answer the kind of questions you know you need the answers to. Like, what exactly is transhumanism, and why do some people think it'll make them immortal? Why are there so many crime novels with the word girl in the title? Who was H.P. Lovecraft, and why is the internet a little bit obsessed with them? Listen to words to that effect wherever you get your podcasts, or at wttepodcast.com. Season 3 is launching very soon. Well, there you are. Um, don't listen to any of those instead of ours. Um, just if you keep, can, keep listening to this. If you can squeeze them in somewhere, um, feel free. Unless it's like some, I don't know what the ad was. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. It could have been hate speech. Yeah. Hopefully, don't listen to that. Hopefully it wasn't. If it was hate speech, use your own, you know, you know, judge for yourselves. Um, but look, this whole Phoenix thing, what was, does it even exist? Sir, I'm just writing something down. Mm. Now, I have an explanation why we haven't seen it. Sure. So apparently, an ancient philosopher has written a long, detailed description about the phoenix. Mm-hmm. Okay, and at the end, he signs off: only one phoenix can exist at any one time. <gasps> There cannot be multiple phoenixes. Phoenix, cacti. Yeah, cacti. Yeah, phoenix. No, phoenix. two phoenixes are cacti. <laughs> or is it like a sheep sh- phoenix? No, I mean? like it's sh- plural of sheep. Shago, it's cacti. Remember the time you tried to answer your phone and you ended up grabbing uh, a phoenix? Remember me? Whatever. Uh, but yeah, Shit. so don't 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 do that to me. That really hurt me. That really hurt my feelings. Your comeback there. <laughs> it was so cutting and jarring. Why don't jarring. you eat some cold chips? Fucker, Jago, 
I hope I hope tomorrow you wake up and and decide that you don't want to go down this route of mugging me off for for these episodes. And I'll set myself on fire, and then I'll be a phoenix again. Sounds great. Um, but yeah, so basically, only one can survive a time. That's why you haven't got a lot of. Obviously, it wouldn't be bones because it burns itself completely to ash. Burns itself to ash. Um, now there is that's very convenient, isn't it? Yeah, for a cryptid uh, that cryptid. may or may not exist, being like, "Oh well, I just burned my whole body." Down. Yeah. Oh, you don't know if I exist. Too bad. Mm-hmm. Th- that ash could be anything. Um, now, as I said before, it, most people say it can live to five hundred years, but some people say it can live to. For, this is a very specific number: twelve thousand to nine hundred and ninety-four years. Like what is that? They must have seen one. They must I seen have one. I was like, "What age are you?" Nine hundred ninety-four. Um, now, su- surprisingly, the Greek people who sort of came up with the whole idea of Phoenix don't have a lot of sort of uh, sightings or places they've seen it. There is a couple floating mm. around, but they're not that exciting. Uh, in China, there's loads because apparently the Phoenix is a representation of the Empress. The Feng Wang. The Feng Wang. Um, so there's lots of stories from local villagers of a Phoenix coming down and saving their children from uh, snakes uh, that were getting attacked. So the Fenwon came down, picked them up, and as they flew away, another, oh, sorry, another flower, uh, flower, another power we were talking about in fighting, uh, with a flap of its wing, gold, gold dust falls out of it. Really? So they used to make the poor people rich by flapping their wings around them. This is just the biggest legend ever. Yeah. And another thing is in Japan, when uh, an emperor was born. If a phoenix was spotted in the sky, he was going to be a very powerful and uh, benevolent. Oh my god! I shouldn't drink before I come in here, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> you didn't need to say that. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, saying like a benevolent uh, ruler. So obviously, I think someone went sort of back and was like, "Oh, I definitely saw a phoenix back when this Japanese right. emperor was born." Um. As I said, yeah, powerful. And it's generally accepted that a phoenix in, or a firebird, sorry, in Russia mm-hmm. is, uh, if someone achieves like a sainthood, they see a phoenix and they're like, okay, really? that sort of, I'm going to be a saint. I wonder if Sinterklaas managed to see a phoenix. I wonder if, it, oh, the Russian equivalent. Whoever it is. Comrade uh, Snowboy. <laughs> That's that is what they call Santa in uh, in 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 Russia, um, and what's the name of this Chinese phoenix again? Uh, Feng Huang. And again, sorry if that uh, Feng Sani Huang. That's your go-to, isn't it? Feng Huang. Um, sorry, actually, I'm bullying you today, Emily. No, not really. Okay, cool. I was bullying you uh, last episode. <laughs> um, so this this phoenix, in terms of evidence, you did obviously mention the fact that you know you've got the Egyptian Bennu bird. Mm. They actually believe actually the universe was created by the cry of the Bennu bird, you fucking Bennu. Um, and they believe, I read as well, so I, I saw this fantastic uh, mini duck from a thing called Moon Chicken Productions, and it was a very well made um, mini duck on phoenixes. And they say the oldest version is this Egyptian Bennu bird. Um, the universe began with the Bennu bird's cry. And then obviously with the Egyptians, they are so fixated on death and immortality and the idea of the afterlife. Um, so that kind of idea of coming back could have stemmed from that. Then also the Arab phoenix is probably our most recognisable. That's the one with the cool peacock kind of tail. Yeah, yeah. Then you got the Greek nimbus, the feng huang, the ho ho. Um, so I mean, that's that's it's it's up there in terms of evidence because it's we have given 
like better scores for less evidence of mm. people talking about something in terms of that having that that legend. But what a lot of people believe this might stem from is because it is difficult to find the very core origin of this, but they believe it's based on a now extinct form of heron. And the actual story may scientifically be accurate because do you know about pathi- path- pathogenosis? Yeah, so they split without um, uh, sort of like a an egg or a shell or something sure. like that, yeah. So chickens do it, Yeah, you know. Um, and But in 2008, so this is the idea of procreating without you know, from splitting, you know, things without without a mate, essentially. I'm not a scientist. Um, and 2008, they did it with mice. And guess what? The mice that were born of the parents lived a longer lifespan. Ooh. Now, imagine that kept happening. Would that mean 9,000 to 12,000 years? Of this heron. Of this heron. 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 Sorry if that um, fangs any Juan. Um but self-revelation, uh, is that possible? Could a bird potentially have... We know that spontaneous combustion happens. I was terrified uh, when I, between the ages of like 20 and 25 of me just spontaneous 100%, combustion. 100%, you're covered in kindling. Yeah. I, like, I, don't know, boy. I used to read so many articles about spontaneous combustion and I was like, like what are the stuff that's doing it? And apparently it's like... And then I watched the episode about holding farts. Yeah, it's so, so, so I've never hold in, held in a fart in my life. So, no, me too. Uh, I, I found it quite. I found it quite scary. But is it possible that instead of spontaneous, it could be taneous? So people like, or so, so this bird made itself. So in this uh, mini doc, it was saying potentially there could have been a bird that was extinct. Extinct now that, on purpose, as part of the next step, would you know uh, burn itself to maybe create a protective husk around the egg, um, or maybe does this egg itself require such extreme heat? to be born mm. that it immolates the, the mother and also this bird apparently collects spices and cinnamon and all this stuff to build a nest is it possible that the oils and flammable feathers of all this and extreme heat this thing went up in flames so this bird definitely did exist like forget all the self-immolation stuff this bird definitely did exist the bird they base it on is based on a heron that is now extinct that mm. matches the description of the Bennu bird yeah uh, it doesn't exist anymore and potentially it could have had the reach of all of these countries it could have also procreated without a mate scientifically it also could have burst into flames and then made a protective husk around an egg it could have happened is what I'm saying see that's yeah that's a good spin on it thank I like you. it thank I, you I do like that I didn't actually read any about that I feel a bit sort of shocked and appalled most of the time you, you say something I'm like oh yeah I've read that Ooh. I hope I didn't offend you with that <laughs> This is your new one, isn't it? This will be going on for a couple more episodes. Um, yeah, no, if that exists, that's that's a huge chunk of... Because I had a pretty low one for this, to be honest. Well, there you go. I've just told you that it did exist, and here's the evidence. <laughs> so I'm giving this an evidence Ten. of... No, I'm going to give it evidence of five. Yeah, same here. Like, a lot of people, a lot of scholars sort of generally accept that it is metaphorical for the, the renewal of spirit, or mm. it's always associated with, like, large failing dynasties or failing empires they always say like oh, the phoenix will rise like sure if someone's on the decline mm. they're like oh well think of the phoenix when we when we're at our lowest point mm-hmm. we can renew ourselves." you know do you know i was watching because it's on netflix lord of the rings there we were watching two towers yeah. last night 
and um, get off the road, Frodo. That's yeah, that's fellowship. But um, anyway, uh, but there's like the big speech from Sam, where he's all about not giving up, mm. and um, it hit home, and it didn't hit home when I first saw it. But I was like, yeah, fucking don't give up. Like I never even thought about. It. I never, I never, it never, it never triggered anything in me that was all like, yeah, don't give up. What is Sam's relationship to Frodo? Just best friend. Sorry well, it, if that offends anyone. It's, but it seems to be like um, master, sort of like servant, top and bottom. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, Potatoes. <laughs> so did you give us an evidence of five as well? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Well, is it cool? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool, man. I sort of don't think it's that cool. Actually, do you know what? Before you say that, I had something I forgot to put in evidence. Uh, a chap called Elagabalus was a mad Roman emperor who wanted to eat the phoenix oh. so that uh, he could live forever. His servants scoured the globe and they couldn't come back empty-handed, so they brought back a bird of paradise, which he ate, and then he, two years later he was killed by a Praetorian guard. Anyway... This I thought thing, you were going to say he was killed by explosive diarrhea or something like super hot. Um, um, yeah, it's cool, okay? The term, rise from the ashes, Phoenix Knights, uh, Phoenix Harry Park. Potter and the Order of Phoenix, Phoenix Park, X-Men, Final Fantasy, Phoenix Downs, Down. D&D character of Phoenix. The fact that it is in your China, it is in your Egypt, it is in your Greek, it is in your Rome. It is all over the shop. This phoenix is here, is queer, and it's here to stay. I don't know. I'm not like you can achieve the same effect by growing a pigeon and setting it on fire. That's a phoenix to me. <laughs> and would you do that? Do it. Done it. Bought the t-shirt. That's gonna fang everyone. <laughs> um. No, I do like it. I do like it. It is literally every sort of. You're you're at a state in it where you, I think you could. You, I don't know what you're going to say. You could flip flop, and I think if I made a compelling argument the other way, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah. probably, yeah, yeah." Um, every sort of video game you play now these days does have some sort of phoenix reference. Yeah, and is, to is it, it yeah. not in uh, Ark somehow? What's Ark? Uh, things. Oh yeah, the, the the dinosaur yoke. Mm. Um, yeah, there's like has some sort of there is some sort of reference in most things. Rise from the ashes. I do like that. Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Rising. Rising. Now, you can't claim that Rising is the Phoenix's. 100%. I say 90% of Rising-related things are Phoenix. I think it just comes from if you're on the ground and you get up. That's Rising. No. No. So that's so I have to have a bird on me if I get up to make it Rising. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, or yeah. whoever the fella. <laughs> I... Oh. Like I do like it. I I'll give it. I give you that. I do like it. I do like the whole idea of it that it gets old, it kills itself, comes back alive, and stuff like that. <coughs> Excuse me. But what don't you like about it? It's just a big bird. Fuck off. Big fire bird. Yeah, that's incredible. You hated the Thunderbird, which was a big Thunderbird. Yeah, but it's a firebird. Oh, right. Oh, so we're going into elements now. Oh, so... Who do you think would win? Uh, thunder or Fire? I think the Phoenix would win everything. I guess the Thunderbird. Yeah, because the Thunderbird can die. 
That's true, actually, yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. Thank you. Um, no, I don't think it's too cool. I don't know, it just doesn't inspire me. Why? I'm very surprised to hear you say this. I thought you'd be mad. I know I know. being into phoenixes and having phoenix tattoos might be a bit more basic than your Krampus tattoo. Wow. I'm sorry if that offends you. But I think phoenixes are cool. Paul you... Phoenix from Tekken with the oh, hair. Oh, shit. Actually, yeah, 10. <laughs> no, I do love Paul Phoenix, though. But that's his second name. Marcus Phoenix from uh, uh, Gears of War. Gears of War. And also yeah. the logo of, you know... Gears of War and the logo from Hunger Games. I am giving this a cool of nine. Give it to it. Give it, give, to, it. Give it to it. Give it to no, it. No, like give it to it. I have a seven. I'm not skipping from seven. Okay, we're both gonna split the difference. Come on, eight. We'll give it eight. I'm not splitting the difference. Okay, that is an eight on cool. That is an evidence of five, and that is a fighting of ten. What does all that add up to? Well, what do you know? 23 again. So Santa. So Santa is also, they're in both joint seven place. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, imagine Santa on a phoenix. Back to mm. back. Ass to ass. Ass, ass to ass. Ass, ass to ass. Is uh, is the two of those. Um, wow. <laughs> what a good. <laughs> laughing at? Ass to ass. Um, yeah. What a good two weeks we've been having. What a good two weeks we've been having. Tony. We say, that we. And I, I know we might seem, why are these guys fixated on the, we record them back to back, right? Oh no. Ass to ass. Ass to ass. Um, right. Now let's have a cheek, a cheeky little, hey, it's me, Tom Jones. And I'm here to tell you, he's a cheeky little freak encounter on sexy beasts. No matter what, what's new, pussycat? No matter what they do. Freak encounters. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Thank you very much, Tom Jones, for that. Um, this week's freak encounter comes into us via email from Sean O'Sullivan. This one is called the pig baby and thank you very much Sean for sending it in he sent it in uh, via sexybeastpod at gmail.com you can also send it in via our Instagram and uh, please do and we love it and uh, uh, we love you here we go I'm not sure if this is a freak encounter but it's a creepy story I heard from my mother she grew up on a farm in Kerry that my uncle now farms. Across the road from my uncle's farm, there was a big old manor house that used to be owned by a family of English gentry. It was abandoned at some point in the early 1900s. The story goes back to the 1800s. The family living there used to keep sheep, which would be shepherded by the farmhand from the local area. One day, the young shepherd, this boy, was lost. Sorry, the shepherd lost one of the Lord's sheep. The Lord assumed he had stolen the sheep, so in an act of rage, he hung the boy on a large solitary oak tree, which was, and still is, located in the centre of a field, directly in front of the manor house. Distraught, the boy's mother came down to the house and placed a curse 
on the lord of the manor that any offspring he would be born would be born with the head of a pig. The lady of the manor who was pregnant at the time eventually gave birth to a boy and lo and behold, the child was born with a pig's head. In order to break the curse, the Lord had to hang his own child from the same tree, which he did. When it came to burying the child, however, they found that the face had changed back to a human face. Proof the curse had been lifted. My uncle still farms the land where this tree is, and to this day claims he's never seen a single bird land on the tree. And that pig grew up to be Mark Jacob. <laughs> that face that's spooky John thanks so much for sending Sean, that in thank you very much send your um, spooky stories into our Instagram our Facebook or our email or just send us anything you want sexabeastpod yeah. at gmail.com and same thing blah 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 Instagram Mark Jago what how do you pin down the magnificent phoenix into one location where you can have a lovely sentiment to send us out so this is an ancient Chinese quote translated sure um, one does not run to reach success, but also one does not move when they find it. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. I hope you kiss the person oh, you want to all year. Supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago. Oops, says that Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a big foot dick, you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could uh, come at me with a big foot dick and a Loch Ness Monster pussy. Bay bay sexy beast. This has been well, a... You got that. Pa- Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.